Is the physical world becoming obsolete? Will mixed reality headsets ruin society? How might customer experience change as a result of these new innovations? Today on the CX Insider Podcast, we find out. I'm your host, Marcel, and in this special episode, we'll be unpacking the news about Apple's brand new Vision Pro headset and analyzing the reveal from a customer experience perspective. So in this new series, the team and I will be reacting to trending videos and stories on the internet around burning topics and linking it all back to the world of CX. Now enjoy this first episode brought to you by ACF Technologies, the global leader in customer experience management solutions. Today I'm joined by Greg, Alex and Adam. And for this first episode in this new series, we're going to be talking about the Apple Vision Pro, which got announced uh, earlier this month, which is pretty crazy. It's Apple's very own VR headset. And, uh, you know, it's kind of heating up this competition with Meta, with their Meta Quest as well. And it's got quite a massive price tag at $3,500. And uh, I mean, that's a huge asking price, isn't it? They, they're trying to integrate seamlessly this the physical with the digital world. And it's causing a lot of controversy with people, you know, kind of not liking it, liking it, thinking it'll take off. So just to get started, what do you guys think? What are your initial thoughts when you first saw the, the announcement about this? Well, I, on purpose, haven't watched anything. So you initially saying that it's $3,500. My initial reaction is, wow. That is an insane amount of money, so it better be pretty good tech. Compare that to, say, hardware like Oculus Rift, for example, which is a VR headset, but that's like £400. So does it have two, three grand's worth of extra tech in it? Maybe it does. And obviously, Apple fans are incredibly loyal. And we all know that Apple fans aren't necessarily scared by a large price tag because they expect an amazing customer experience, amazing brand experience good build quality and all the things yeah. that come with it. But yeah, I, I deliberately haven't watched anything on it, so I'm intrigued to see a little yeah, bit more well, about it. Yeah, that's kind of the question, like, is it worth it? Because what, what did you guys think? On price, yeah, it's too expensive for it, I think, to catch up at a very large audience. I don't, yeah. I don't think it's going to happen. It's basically you're phoning your eyes, basically, right? It's not like yeah. not giving you anything It's just like a from, computer on your head. Yeah, it's basically in, in your head and it's in front of you. It's not, it's not giving you anything extra. So I don't think it's going to pick up as much. And yeah. I, do you think it's kind of a marketing gimmick for now, mm-hmm. as you said, to compete with Meta and put something out there? Well, you don't really want to be walking down the street with a headset on, do you? You might, <laughs> well, you, you might you, walk into yeah. something. Yeah. <laughs> no, you can. You can still see, right? You can still see in front. You of can. You. It's yeah. You can it like kind of switch between you, yeah. them, or you can have like a full overlay, or you can see like uh, like windows that come up over the real world and stuff but like basically that. Basically, you so. can wear it all the time. Like you can see. Well, I, I could see something like that catching on. If you think about other trends, like. Um, I saw the equivalent of AirPods in, not actually AirPods, but I saw little in um, headphones in like 2014. And at the time it was like, why would anyone want to wear a little Bluetooth headset? Yeah. Sony made one and it didn't do particularly well because Sony are shocking at marketing in comparison <laughs> to Apple. Um, and obviously you're on a train now, everyone's got AirPods in. You know, it's just the norm. Yeah. You even see taxi drivers. You know, my friend was in hospital recently. He's sitting there in hospital, not very well, and he's got his AirPods in. Everyone always wears the AirPods um, VR headsets, you know, people looked at them and thought no one's going to use them, but they then boomed. So I can definitely see something like that catching on. I don't, and also even things like over-ear headphones. You know, you see these gigantic over-ear headphones. You think, why would someone wear them? Loads of people wear them. Mm. And no one judges you. So give it a bit of time. It'll probably be the norm seeing someone walking around with them. Yeah, well, that's what they hope for, obviously. Yeah. What about you, Greg? Yeah, I watched the uh, the developer conference like the first um, the first day. And like I watched the whole thing. And actually, I I think although it has a really high price point, I think the value is there. I think okay. it will. I think this is the first VR tech that I think 
probably has the potential to really start to get traction. Mm. I don't think it's going to happen immediately, like you say. I think it's going to take some time. I think actually it could be interesting to see how it how it unfolds in the business space, like in the B2B mm. space. The one thing they've done with um, with Vision Pro is they've added a lot of really powerful use cases that are going to help with like work collaboration. If your company feels like spending two, three thousand dollars on a brand new laptop, for example, mm -hmm. versus let's get you a Vision Pro, mm. I think that use case could take off. Especially since um, remote working has become so popular now, yeah, exactly. allowing people yeah, to yeah. have these like really massive workspaces on their head and it increases this kind of distant collaboration just to the new level. But uh, yeah, so we've got a quite a mixed bag there. Some people think it will okay. take off, some won't, but let's see what <laughs> people on the internet are saying. So we've got a few videos to react to and uh, maybe that will stir up some different opinions. The following video shows a virtual conversation between two friends, with one wearing the Apple Vision Pro and being bombarded with all sorts of apps popping up over their screen while trying to have a heartfelt chat. There's not much worse than explaining a joke, so if you want the full experience, head over to our YouTube channel and get stuck in. I know how I feel. Why would you say that? Like, you put me in such an uncomfortable situation. Like, you know I'm not happy. You know I'm trying to see if it'll work out here, and I know that it's not. Like, I know in my heart. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> Have, like, ads popping up everywhere. Yeah. Notifications. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. I mean, I that, but that, that, could, that could be the reality. Like, that, that is where tech beats the real world and like you were saying i, I think not like I don't think it's not really going to work in a person-to-person -person environment that well probably the use case is more for remote virtual connection random one on that because that definitely could happen and we were talking about remote working working from home one thing that i've noticed and i'm sure everyone else has noticed is generally if you've got multiple screens you might be on a zoom call or a team's call and then your other screen goes it could be an email or another team's message and you're looking like that if you've got a camera straight in your face and it's doing does the software pick up your eye movements yeah very much so. like this over there and you're like adam look at me yeah yeah that's really rude yeah, you're having yeah. a conversation with someone face to face which is just reliving every bit of eye movement every little bit of interaction you pick up on it you tracks think? your eyes like very precisely so but that's how you that's how you pick up the apps right yeah. with your eye movement that's incredible so you're literally navigating the ios screen but like just looking yeah yeah, yeah. you look at a search bar and start speaking and it'll start typing like what you want to search oh. or even if if you have suddenly a screen, worth three and a half grand you can see it all. You it's don't really even have to good. look at it, it because really it's in your vision. You can like pinch it in the corner here and then it'll still like... That's incredible. However... <laughs> Adam's getting his checkbook out. Uh, <laughs> yeah, oh, I love gadgets. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Leads us into our next video though. I think. First time Apple ever showed the Vision Pro headset to the world in real life, they used this shot. This sort of stabilized, orbiting, short shot, rotating around ahead and then looking through the headset inside. And I started seeing it bubbling up on Twitter, but you might have caught that. It's actually a reference to this shot in Ready Player One. He gave us a place to go. A place called the Oasis. It's basically the exact same shot. What is it supposed to mean that they're referencing that movie? Like Ready Player One is actually a pretty dystopian movie where right after that scene, they explain how people got way too into the virtual world to the point where they were literally neglecting their kids and correlating it too much with real life. So maybe it's a warning, maybe it's a coincidence. MKB is a legend. I oh, know, I watched He yeah, is absolutely. so good. Yeah. He gets everything so right. He does. Ready Player One, by the way. The book's bet definitely better than the film. Yeah. Uh, the book's brilliant. Um, I think that's a clever reference because everyone who loves the Ready, Ready, Ready Player One film and obviously the book was great. They're not really marketing the fact that people got too wide into it. They're marketing the fact that it was cool. Kids would love that. You know, you've got the metaverse, you've got everything virtual. It is that escape, isn't it? Very clever marketing. Do you yeah. think it's intentional? 
Hundred percent. Yeah. Must be, yeah. Hundred percent. Definitely. definitely. Yeah. They'll probably get sued by Spielberg. <laughs> <laughs> the following video contrasts the Vision Pro reveal trailer with an episode of Black Mirror in which the ability to replay memories has created a dystopian society racked with anxiety and personal conflict. Once again, you can tune into the full episode on YouTube at CX Insider Podcast and experience our reactions in full. Now you can capture photos and videos with remarkable depth and relive a memory as if you're right back in the exact moment. Hello, Stinky. <laughs> There's always going to be these these unknowns in terms of like how these technologies are going to affect like people like long term because yeah. you can't possibly do a long term study no, without like long -term doing a long term study. Effects. Yeah, same so thing that's, with that's social like, media. We, yeah, we're seeing that on play now in society, yeah. aren't we? Like, that's yeah. why we destroy stuff. First, yeah, exactly. <laughs> then it also brings in to the conversation the idea of um, deep fake technology. Now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So basically, like you can effectively create any scenario with any individual. Someone asked on a podcast of the day, how long until we literally cannot rely on video footage in the legal system? And they said, well, we're pretty much there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just not enough people know how to do it, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Like, but as soon as deep fake technology becomes really open and accessible to like the everyday mm. person. But no, that, I, in terms of on the video and the video recordings, I actually really love that idea that you can go back into it and see and a life event yeah, obviously it might be a little bit nostalgic sometimes and probably quite upsetting. Even, but yeah, it's but it's at the same time, it's like you have to record that in the first place to get there. And then I saw a comment of someone saying like, realistically, it would just be like you're there at your kid's birthday, and he's like, Dad, why are you like take the headset off? Yeah, like, be in the moment. Yeah, exactly. Like when you go to a concert, everyone's just holding their phone up. And yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah. Just put your phone down. Or you're going on holiday music. and you've just got a headset on the whole time recording. Yeah, no, that would be weird. That's the thing is a lot of unnatural habits from it. Like is is if you're alone. You do everything alone, watching a movie alone, mm. working alone, doing everything alone. You can use it and you might use it. Mm. But at the moment you're with someone or there's someone else there, you're not going to use it for those same things that you'd like. You'd use a use, phone, for example. Yeah, I, th I think the use case is that I could definitely see this working. Virtual office. And then all of us just stick this headset on. And it's like being in a social environment office. You can just turn your head and go, all right, Marcel, how are you doing? And look left and right because yeah. you... The whole working from home that everyone loves, but do we really love it? Do we miss a lot of human interaction? Do we miss the banter? Because you definitely do. Mm. And we've discussed this many times that yeah. when you get new colleagues, you don't really know them. Mm. And also things like messages on, on Insta messages can be misconceived. They can mm. seem rude or brash. If you've got this headset on and you can see, oh my God, Greg's, he's rammed. I'm not going to message him right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's really cool. And I think gaming is a huge one. Yeah. Uh, yeah, gaming, I think, could be massive or something like that. Speaking of that, like you walk through the office, you see like Greg has like a bunch of notifications all floating around. Yeah, yeah. Him, you I know, can not see he's rammed. <laughs> like, Probably literally. emoji above his head, like exploding. Steam <laughs> coming out my ears. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that'd be cool. It's true though, like it's going to increase connection between yeah. employees. Are you going to wear that thing for eight hours though? No, you won't. But, but you don't, for example, like like you, you probably won't need to wear it because you, you don't put your headset on necessarily in like all day if you're not on no. a call. You're just doing a much higher quality version of it. Yeah. That's how I think it'll probably start. Yeah. Because we've done 20 it. years we, from now. We, might, we yeah. did a video podcast and I remember when he came onto the call, I was like, whoa, he had a four, no, he had an 8K webcam. What? And it freaked me out. I was like, oh my God. It's like he's in the room. But it's really weird because 
that's a human interaction that we are missing. But if this can get us to that kind of level, mm-hmm. although is there a counter argument to that, that if we all ended up with this in 20 years time, are we ever going to go outside? No, yeah. yeah. Oh, no, that's weird. <laughs> and it's like those, those technologies, we already are ca- fully capable of having these calls and, and these like worldwide communications and things. Mm. This is kind of just adding another layer onto that, another barrier in a way. And a very expensive barrier as well. Mm-hmm. Um, even if it's for work, like it's a really big investment. And are the capabilities that it brings actually worthwhile and, and worth that investment? I don't know. Maybe in the future when it comes down in price. But um, that whole workplace environment idea is what the metaverse is also trying to push. Mm-hmm. And the next video we have is actually from Zuckerberg himself talking about his views on the, the Apple Vision Pro. So let's find out what he thinks. I want to say, like, I think the software of it. And what comes out software-wise is what we will happen going forward. But the yeah. hardware that comes with it at the moment is just the gimmick. I think is not gonna go forward. Like yeah. I get frustrated Good now point. that it's hot and I'm wearing a watch. Yeah. Like I'm not gonna wear that thing for ten minutes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Does yeah, it have AC? Like, like a big computer on <laughs> yeah, your head no, that's yeah. gonna overheat, right? Yeah. It's gonna make your head yeah. hot. Like, it's not. Good. I do find it really funny though that when when I was growing up and your parents would teach you to not sit too close to the TV, yet now. <laughs> It's in your eyes later. Yeah, you yeah. Can get the equivalent of a full thing, like. Yeah, but it doesn't, hurt, it doesn't hurt your eyes, though. It doesn't. How do you know? You've only tested. They could only Where's test the long it for term studies. Minutes. Yeah, but the, it's about the. Are you telling me my parents lied to me? What is, <laughs> what is the is the technology? What's projecting is is just light. Oh, Whereas before it wasn't light. It, it was, was RGB. Oh, right. It was the three yeah, different it colors. Com- it was different. Yeah. You know, I, I do think that this is a certain level of validation for the category. I think having Apple come in and share that vision will make a lot of people who are fans of their products um, really consider that. You know, of course, the the $3,500 price, you know, on the one hand, I get it for with all the stuff that they're trying to pack in there. On the other hand, a lot of people aren't going to find that to be affordable. So I think that there's a chance that that them coming in actually increases demand um, for the overall space and that Quest 3 is actually the primary beneficiary of that. Because a lot of the people who might say, hey, now I understand maybe what mixed reality is more and, and Quest 3 is the best one on the market that I can that I can afford. Um, and it's great. And there are a lot of features that we have where we're leading on. That could be quite good. It's a really good point about the price pricing, because if you wind back to even five years ago, maybe more like 10, if we had said people will be paying £1,200, £1,500 or whatever it is for the latest whopping iphone you'd be no way yeah, yeah they're doing yeah. it they're flying off the shelves yeah people buying them like like they're hotcakes like technology will always move at that pace in my opinion they will they'll be expensive they'll be ultra premium like zuckerberg said in the short term you probably will get an adoption of like the competitive cheaper products mm. that always happens but people end up gravitating back to apple because their quality of product is so good yeah i think i think he's right it's the same you're right Greg, mm. because i remember when the iphone came out and i think it had a price tag of 500 pounds and at the time, Nokia were the market leader. Who's, where are they now? Uh, they've literally took them out. And he's absolutely spot on with that, is it will raise awareness of everything, yeah. which means more competitors will appear. Samsung will have an equivalent. Oh, yeah. Then it'll be the LG, and then it'll be the Chinese brands like Oppo. And, and then like the guy we watched earlier, that we've comparison videos, and people are like, oh, actually, I don't need that function. Or I'm an Android fan, I don't like iOS. So yeah, it will just raise awareness. Hundred percent. Yeah. Think about like even like uh, Face ID. One of the most talked about topics in the news at the time was, 
will never adopt face recognition technology. <laughs> yeah. Like it was all over the news. Mm. And literally in the same year, Apple just went, yeah, it's the only option now to unlock your phone. Done. <laughs> yeah, Everyone's yeah. like, yep, fine. All right, okay. And now now <laughs> you wouldn't even, now yeah. every phone has face ID and it's yeah. basically like the default thing. And it's because like the technology's just got adopted. Yeah. No one really knows or is scared or is mm-hmm. aware of it, like you say, in low adoption. So then when it does, it just tips. We and, just sheep. And there's everyone will end else. up. Yeah. We'll be doing our next episode. Yeah. It's interesting though, because like that happened with the iPhone and that blew up straight away, right? But then you have stuff like Apple Pay, which took quite a a longer while to get Mm. integrated and and people using it all the time. Maybe this will be one of those that takes longer, right? But by the time that it is getting much more widespread, that's when there'll be these more options. And so there'll be a lot more accessible. Well, the first time I used contactless payment wasn't Apple Pay or Google Pay. Um, It was just the normal card. Yeah was at the 2012 Olympics at a vending machine. I was like, this is seriously cool. <laughs> so yeah, you're looking at what, 10, 11, 12, 11 years later. Yep. Mm. If you expect everyone now to just take contactless payment. In fact, most people now say they don't want cash. So maybe in 10 years, this will just be the norm. Yeah. Right, yeah. That leads us on to our, basically the big discussion of this episode, which is going to be about linking this back to the B2B space and the customer experience. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it's quite a high-level concept at the moment, but like we've said, in the future, it might be commonplace. And then if that is commonplace for customers, then it brings all sorts of new behavioral challenges and changes the customer journey and everything. So we're going to be taking a look at that. Kicking off things with retail. So Adam, you've talked a lot on the podcast before about mixed reality and AR and VR in the retail environment. Mm-hmm. Now that obviously is a lot more online shopping, but customers are still hungry for that in-person experience. So how do you think that technology like this, widespread VR, could alter the customer experience in retail stores? And how could retailers maybe adapt or improve their uh, service offerings and everything to accommodate to that? Well, I think they have to, first of all. Uh, It depends exactly who it is. If it's a transactional retailer, Poundland, they don't need to or maybe not a Primark, but if you are a luxury retail brand, you definitely need to adopt it. One, because if you're selling luxury products, this is a luxury product. You know, the people that are going to be spending three and a half thousand pounds on something like this, they're the ones that will spend three thousand pounds on a bag. It's to be ahead of the game and actually automatically offer a virtual store or a virtual service. They need to be where their customers are. 100%. And I think you'd be quite ignorant to to ignore that. It'd be a really bad idea. There are some cons. Retail shopping has really suffered recently for all, all sorts of reasons. But there's also reasons why it is still there. Mm-hmm. And one of that is when you go to buy a physical product, we like to touch things. We like to feel things. You know, if you're buying clothing, you like to know what the fabric's like. Is it some cheap polyester that's mm-hmm. going to make you sweat? Or is it 100% Egyptian cotton? You know, all these kind of things. And you're not going to get that in a virtual reality. Mm-hmm. The other industry that I would definitely talk about this as well will be things like automotive and luxury large goods. Mm-hmm. You know, automotive, you want to buy a Tesla, why don't you go put one of these on and sit in the Tesla? Yeah, you see what it's like all around. Walk around, around see, yeah, see the finish of the dashboard. Even better, when you configure up your car and you're choosing whether you want the walnut dash, the aluminium brush dash, whatever, you just configure it in the app and you're sitting in it and you can see it and you go, actually... You can, I like, don't... tweak things here or there, like, customize 100%. it from the inside, yeah. 100%. You can hear the different sounds because you get, like, the custom uh, horn sounds in Tesla as well, right? Uh, you amazing. can, like, test them. Wire in there. Any vehicle manufacturer, you know, Mercedes, yeah. BMW, you always got these customizable options, the cars, so you could get in the car, you can get a true feel of it, the sound of the engine, if it's not electric, obviously that's going to slowly die down. Um, but there's so many industries, you know, automotive would want, I'm even thinking things like estate agents. You know, you want to yeah. look at buying a house, 
They do these virtual tours on Right Move. They're not virtual tours. They're just slideshows. Yeah. Imagine doing a proper recording of a five-bedroom house. Look around the house. Walking, yeah. getting a real idea. How high are the ceilings? You know. Yeah. What's the daylight like? The photos are always misleading anyway. Yeah, of course. And yeah. like you know, estate agents lie on the floor with a giant <laughs> lens. But um, the fish eye. With a fish eye <laughs> lens. Wow, this is huge. So I, I actually think in terms of a customer yeah. experience, in terms of increasing your reached market, I think this is absolutely the way forward. And I think if you ignore it. It's a bad, bad idea. And if you don't evolve with the times, you die. If you isolate just like customer service, for example, virtual customer service, currently that is predominantly telephone. We were talking earlier yeah, about a lot of our customers. Telephone, email, chat. Telephone, email, chat, for example. That's a lot of the virtual. We're moving towards video as a world, basically. That's like the next step. And with things like 5G, et cetera, it's just going to become much more normal to use mm. that tech. So any brand really hesitant to using video, in my opinion, all you're doing is preventing the the stepping stone, which is going to be virtual reality. Fast forward 10, 15 years, let's say you want to speak to someone about a Tesla, for example, and you do pop on a Vision Pro at home and they have one at work and you are literally basically as good as face to face Mm -hmm. and it's ultra high definition. What does that do from a customer experience perspective? To me, it replicates the best possible scenario, which is you're you're in the same room. All brands really want to do one thing, which is try and bring their customers closer to their brand and have a more effective, a better customer experience. So if that's your goal, Mm. technologies like that, 100% can. But the interactions, I don't see it. Like, for example, in a customer service, you're you're not actually there with a person. You're Mm -hmm. just, it's the same as a Zoom call. There's no difference having a Zoom call on your laptop than having it here. It's the same thing. He's he's not he's not seeing me more from the empathy point of view. Sure. The other person is not seeing anything different. If they have the glasses or if they're in Zoom call, they still see the same thing. In fact, because the Vision Pro creates an avatar of your face for FaceTime, because obviously you're wearing it, so there's no cameras to look at you. It's not even actually you that is that they're seeing, but like a generated version of yourself. So that actually kind of reduces it. If you've already got your MacBook there, then, you know, is it really like necessary to have all that extra stuff around? That's the thing. Around? Like in retail, I see applicability when it comes to this kind of stuff. I'm sitting in a yeah. car and I can actually sit in a car. Mm-hmm. But with anything else, like... One thing I just did think of, though, I guarantee you there's going to be obscene amounts of filters and stuff for people's faces. No one's actually going to look like on there. <laughs> oh, no yeah. one's going to want their VR face and go, oh, I don't want that wrinkle there. That eye slightly laser than that yeah. one. Beautify me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely, yeah. That's true. Which is obviously a bit of a fine line of, like, this whole society question again of, like, what is, how is this going to make things even worse or better? You also got to, as a brand, you've got to be really honest with yourself, which is what you're saying about what are the actual use cases that actually yeah. make sense. If you're looking at how do we create a deeper connection, a better customer experience or interaction, there probably are three or four or five use cases within anyone's customer service model that probably actually make really good sense to invest in. Like you were saying, if you end up uh, trying to like force this technology into a use case that doesn't really need it, Mm. you're wasting time and money when actually you could just focus on probably one or two or three let's say where it's actually going to affect the bottom line for example in banking alex there was a a recent article from forbes that was essentially scrutinizing that exact idea of like in banking is this potentially applicable is it worth looking at because it seems that kind of new technologies that have been arising always in banking at least they take after other industries so once they're kind of popular in Uh, entertainment and retail and stuff like that later then banking will start to adopt the same kind of things if it does become popular then that trend will probably continue with this 
But do you think that in banking it, the Vision Pro has any possible applications? You know, like I think when it comes to B two C banking, there's nothing value added there because yeah. it's like what do we do in our everyday banking transactions? We check mm. our balance, we check the transactions we did, we pay mm. money to someone, we check yeah. something very superficially. So I don't think there's any use case that will force any change or people to adopt that technology more when it mm-hmm. comes to banking. So the same way you use your phone to check your balance and make payments and so on, it will be the same thing. You have that there. If you have it on you, you might do that, but I would not pick it up to go into the bank. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah. No, or make that. a payment and so on. So what I about if they did like, because um, you know, with open banking, there's a huge amount of apps now that like aggregate the information from multiple bank accounts, credit cards, that kind of stuff. If you put this on, couldn't it get to the situation where you could have multiple banking apps open at once so you could go right i've got my current account over here which is one i pay my mortgage out of and then over here i've got my everyday spending and over here i've got the wife's credit card and you could all view them in one place and you could, and with open banking surely you could get them to interact with each other so they can just like have them all open that pinch there, and like visually like transfer yeah, money like that yeah, makes it faster it will, it will happen if you have the technology but it's not something that's going to push you to say ah if I had that technology, <laughs> oh, I'd, be, I'd be a millionaire. You know, yeah, like yeah. you wouldn't do like, whereas, whereas if I want to buy a Tesla and I want to mm. see the Tesla, you would say, ah, if I had those glasses there, I could actually see the Tesla without going to the What Tesla. about like, um, let's say if you're an investment banker and uh-huh. you do all these charts mm. and you want to project yeah, yeah, manage stuff between you and your, you have the ability to stand in front of the charge and move it and see it around, mm. which again is not something extremely like different. Report. But well, yeah, it's a similar <laughs> yeah, thing. But yeah, that, yeah, true. Those are the kind of things <laughs> that you're going to be able to do. Like if there's yeah. two of you together and you're looking at investments and you okay. want to see graphs and stuff and you analyze it from a different angle. Yeah. You want to bring them all in front of you. What about like a this? customer experience to a branch or to a person that would normally have been in a branch because branches are closing, not all of them, obviously. If I was buying a house and I've got you as my mortgage advisor, do you think there's any advantage of having maybe video interaction with Alex, the mortgage advisor? Yeah, but with video calling. That's that you thing. don't think this brings another level? Do you kind of think it's just... No, because it's still a video call. That's what yeah. I was saying before. It's the same as a Zoom call. It doesn't change. Yeah, it. no. Inter- yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair point. Culturally, we're reducing the interaction we have with, the, with our bankers or the mm-hmm. bank branch and so on. So if the interaction is reduced because of technology, mm-hmm. you're not going to get this to interact more. I think slightly differently. I think the value is exactly in those conversations. So banking has moved to a place for the last few years where the higher complexity, most valuable transactions between customers and brands are major life events. So like mm. buying your first home, mortgaging, remortgaging, uh, savings, uh, investments, they're all like major life decisions, major life events. Mm. And I think technology like that, plus video, I think that only enhances that experience. It may not look like it right now that technology like Vision Pro is any different to video. I guarantee five years from now, it will feel massively different. It will feel like you're basically in the room with the person way more than video, but it won't be used for 90% percent of the mm. interactions or use cases to open a current account you used to go in to a branch meet the branch manager bank manager mm-hmm. it was this big to do you'd have a cup of tea you'd sign the paperwork and you'd leave it's now flipped the other way hasn't it's it it's now, now how com- quickly can your app yeah. do it <laughs> even the traditional banks do that now. Like yeah exactly yeah, not just, yeah you're right don't, don't need to speak to anyone five minutes ten minutes right isn't it so so if you think about <laughs> if you think about that right and you think banking five years ten years from now those higher value transactions between customer and brand, mm. they're still going to exist. 
They are the things that really make a difference in our lives. If you're trying to differentiate your brand, trying to build stronger customer connections, those technologies are only going to enable it. And I think, um, what do you think? Knowing Apple, mm. although it isn't really anything, well, it is different, but there are that technologies elsewhere. Maybe not as good, but they'll almost want to set it as a brand new trend. Yeah. You know, they, do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I mean, they Even, dominate every space they're in. Yeah. So they will want to say that, you know, I think Zuckerberg's totally spot on that this will just. Yeah. Uh, like increase the popularity and the reality of it much more. Yeah, but, but it's five but years too early. Mm. Like it's five years too early in the sense of the next one, two, oh, three, four, bring five out years. the SE version in yeah, five exactly. years. Yeah, exactly. You're going to buy it for seven hundred quid. <laughs> It'd just be like this. On your <laughs> <laughs> yeah, with your one eye. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you're right. Like it is. It is early. They probably will bring out other versions of it to yeah. make it more accessible. That's why I think it's going to play out more in the business space because it's so expensive and it's very mm. advanced technology. You get some influencers on it, you're done. Yeah. yeah. KSI or whatever will be on it. Yeah. They will. Yeah. <laughs> but they're businesses now in their own right, aren't they? Well, like exactly. content creators are businesses. So. And that will open up a whole new world as well of content creation, which will be interesting to see. But as a final verdict, we've talked around it a lot, you know, how it can impact the customer experience and what the future might look like as a result of this new Apple Vision Pro. What do you guys think? Would you buy one? Yes or no? You got any voucher codes? Eighty <laughs> <laughs> percent <80% laughs> um, off. <laughs> me personally, I probably would purchase one, but I wouldn't purchase it at three and a half thousand. Fifteen hundred to two grand, probably. If it was really revolutionary. I mean, like Alex you said, is Greg, probably going. Paying... What is Adam on about? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I like I like gadgets as well, <laughs> yeah, and yeah, I would yeah. love to try it and play with it. Yes. Yeah. I well, then, I think I, I actually think I would use it. My, um, my price would be on 1K. Would it? $1,000. That's the thing as well. It's $3,500. I bet you it's $3,500. You, you would buy the one five hundred or 2K? I wouldn't. We wouldn't. Mm. 1K, maybe. No. And especially the thing, I, I don't think it's going to add value to my life. Mm -hmm. Like, in, in what? Mm. To what? To sit and look at the 4K video on my own? I never look videos on my own. No, I love the idea of having an Do you watch apps, movies on your own? Never. Independent watches, we call them in the, in the other half. Yeah, she wants to watch something that I'm not interested. I'll watch something else. Yeah, you'll be there together on the couch, but you're watching different oh, things. Yeah, I'm watching some horrifying <laughs> sci-fi thing on an equipment. Two hours with a heavy thing on your head. Can't be that heavy. I don't know. I don't know. I haven't tried. Yeah. It's not like it's going to mess my hair. It can't be that either, comfortable. It, <laughs> it can't be that comfortable either. I, I don't know. I mean, Apple have got a it's lot of miss, money. It's not so I hair, but it will do something else. Okay. You won't be able to walk out the house because you're going to have a line here. Oh, actually, <laughs> I know. It's, we, like, you walk outside, here. you get a sunburn. Like, <laughs> Adam's in. You're yeah. not in unless it's under a thousand. I personally think I wouldn't buy it for my personal setting. Like I don't. Mm. But that's because I love technology. I work with it every day. But I also like try and keep a large distance between myself yeah. and getting over-consumed by technology. Mm. Don't watch a lot of TV, try and spend more time outside and all that sort of stuff. Could you use it for work? I'd 100% yes. Mm. I know that means I don't buy it. The company buys it, which <laughs> is a slight plus. But if someone said, would you try that for work? I would. You we literally it. have a hybrid working company. So I would 100% get it to, to, to use it. You what do you think? Because you're the youngest yeah, one in the on. room. Well, I kind of agree with that. Like having grown up with technology so much and yeah. then using it all the time, I try and kind of disconnect outside of that as much as I can. So putting a computer on your head is kind of counterintuitive to that. So yeah. I, I probably wouldn't get one. But for work, I think it could be cool. But at the same time, it's like, that's really what it seems like to me is that it's it's cool. Right, but is it really gonna add that much value, like you were saying, Alex, like that much more productivity 
when you know if you just have multiple monitors you can have the different windows up and stuff like that you can kind of already do it so i guess we'll just have to see how popular it becomes